Ghosts of Christmas Presents, a seasonal story, written by Tobias Sturt and read by John Millington. Chapter 6 So, says the little china man, filling a little china teacup out of a little china kettle, this is your mantelpiece, is it? Benedict Nail was beginning to wonder about this himself. He'd been sure that this was his mantelpiece, that this was his flat, that this was his life, that he was him. But that had only been sure in a sort of unconscious way, just assuming all these things were true. But now he found himself thinking about it consciously. He began to wonder. Most of all, he was wondering, what is going on? Well, best I can tell you, says the China man, is that you were alive... And now you're dead. He fell over. He remembered that. Or did he? He couldn't remember how. He had the nagging feeling that he had known, but that he had now forgotten. He had fallen over and must have knocked his head because everything had gone lunatic. Dead and haunting your own mantelpiece, says the man, handing him a cup of tea, which he takes without thinking, still trying to figure it all out. There had been his cat, suddenly huge, and his room, suddenly huge, the mantelpiece, suddenly huge, and all the ornaments on it, suddenly huge. Just like we are, says the man, have been for years, haunting this house. Or he, Benedict Nail, suddenly tiny. He is still unable to choose, he finds, which idea he finds more preposterous, that everything around him is now huge, or that he is now small. He decides that he is happier with the notion that the world has conspired against him to grow disproportionately than he is with the idea that he might have in some way been diminished. There was definitely something else that he had been reluctant to accept. What was it again? It's a lovely little house to haunt, says the woman sitting opposite Benedict by the fire. I do hope he doesn't mind us haunting it. It is his mantelpiece after all. I'm sure he doesn't mind says the man. After all, what use has he for it now? He's dead. Dead. That was it. That was the thing that Benedict Nail was refusing to accept. The idea that he was dead. Do you, my dear fellow? says the man. You don't mind, do you? Mind? says Benedict, realising that he's been spoken to. As haunting your little house all this time, says the man. Though it's not as, as if you knew until now. The question brings Benedict Nail back to himself at last. Does he mind this little china house that sits undusted at the end of his mantelpiece being haunted by these two fussy little ghosts? This, at least, he thinks is something he can decide. I think I do, rather, he says, hauling himself out of the armchair he's been sitting in. I don't want to be haunted. Everyone's haunted, says the man a little indignantly. The ghosts have got to go somewhere. That's the point of a haunting, says the woman. You don't ask for it. It happens to you. Mm. Unless you're a spirit medium, says the man. I was summoned once. A very high tone event it was too. Look, says Benedict, feeling the conversation getting away from him again and wanting to get it back onto the safer ground of wrongs done to him. You can't just move into another person's personal property, can you? That's squatting. This is my house. In my house. You weren't using it says the man. That's how things get haunted, not being used. Maybe it's precious to him, says the woman. I could understand that, if it was precious to him. Is it? 
says the man. Precious to you? It was a Christmas present, says Benedict, feeling the moral high ground firm under his feet. From my girlfriend. Oh, a love token, says the man. No wonder you've kept it all these years. You must be very fond of her. Yes, well, says Benedict, starting to remember more about the house and the girlfriend and starting to doubt the firmness of his stance. But the fact is that, that this house was given to me and is mine. What did he give her? says the woman. Ask him what he gave her. Well, I'm sure that's a private matter, Mum, says the man. Between lovers, as it were. Yes, as it happens, it is, said Benedict, and I, I do not wish to discuss it. A romantic story, says the man. Wouldn't you like to hear it, Mum? I don't think it's anything of the kind, says the woman. I don't think he gave her anything. Ask him, Bobs. Ask him what he gave her. Now look, says Benedict, beginning to realise that he really doesn't want to talk about this at all. This is really none of your business. He didn't says the man with a shocked expression. I swear you've hit the nail, ma'am. I swear you have. I don't think he gave her anything at all. It is simply a matter of misplaced affection, said Benedict, trying to put a better construction on the whole thing. We simply didn't have the same idea of the relationship. She gave you this lovely little ass, lovely, homely little ass, and you gave her nothing, says the man. It's not lovely, says Benedict, suddenly infuriated by having to discuss this at all. For crying out loud, it's hideous. A hideous, kitsch little thing. Her idea of a joke, I suppose. Except that it wasn't a joke, was it? I knew what she meant. A little cottage with roses over the door. I knew what she meant by that. What did she mean? says the woman, leaning forward in her chair. Tell us what she meant, says the man, eagerly watching Benedict intently. She wanted us to move in together. That's what it meant. Benedict is angry all over again at the imposition, the idea that he might sacrifice his carefully preserved independence for some hackneyed domesticity. Silly idea. Silly woman. Better off without her. Better off without it. What did he do? Says the woman, plucking at the man's coat. What did you do? Says the man. Do? Says Benedict. I didn't do anything. I, I didn't need to do anything. You never do. I, I ghosted her. Uh, just don't call. Don't pick up the phone. Don't answer the messages. Just just let it go away. It, it's all one ever needs to do. <gasps> Abandoned, says the woman dramatically, and the fire leapt in the grate, left to weep for her lost love. <gasps> it's a tragic story, says the man, shaking his head and grinning. It's a good story, says the woman, and her eyes shine in the roaring firelight. Why is it so hot in here, says Benedict. Did you ever hear from her again? asks the man. Hear from who? says Benedict. The woman who bought this house, says the man. This house? says Benedict. Who bought this house? There, says the woman, all gone and forgotten. It's probably for the best, says the man. Oh yes, says the woman. It's for the best. And the fire burns merrily and high. You have been listening to The Ghosts of Christmas Presents, written by Tobias Sturt and read by John Millington. The music is The Path of the Goblin King by Kevin MacLeod of filmmusic.io and our illustrations are by Jamie Lenman. 
You can find more of our stories at christmasstories.co.uk or wherever you found this podcast. And we'd be grateful if you could rate and review us while you're there as well. If you're feeling really generous, we now have a Patreon at patreon.com slash christmasstories where a subscription will get you versions of this story without all these annoying credits and lots of other exclusive material. But all we really want you to do is to listen to the next instalment of The Ghosts of Christmas Presents. (laughs) 